WNYC Studios is supported by Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial. When the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Wait, wait, you're listening. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> you're listening to Radio Lab. Radio Lab. WNYC. Yep. Live. Wait, we're not live right now. We are? We really are. Hey, this is Radio Lab. I'm Soren Wheeler. Um, today you're going to hear Lulu and Latif and, and our show in a very different mode, mood, place. Um, reason being, it's Radio Lab's 20th anniversary. So 20 years ago, Jad started a show that played Sunday nights here on WNYC, our home station, just on the air, no no podcast back in that day. And so in celebration of, of those 20 years and all the things that have happened to the show since, we took over the airwaves of our of WNYC once again, and, and we ran the show live. Um, actually, we did two live shows that night, um, just this past Sunday, in a row. But I, I just wanted to share some of that little experiment with everyone on the podcast. So I'm going to play the second hour of that show uh, in the spirit of the attempt, totally, totally raw, unedited. And um, I hope you enjoy it. I'm Lulu Miller. I'm Latif Nasser. You are listening to Radio Lab Tries Live. So we don't normally do live radio. So since we're so used to pre-recording everything, this is basically our equivalent of showing up to high school for a pop quiz naked. Um, but it is our 20th birthday, and we wanted to celebrate in real time with you. Don't worry, we are wearing clothes, and we actually did prepare for this pop quiz. We've got stories, we've got guests, we've got surprises in store. And we are not going to curse. And best of all, we got you, uh, if you want. Uh, We're opening the phone lines shortly to take your calls. Okay, so 20 years ago, when Jad Abumrad started Radiolab, he called himself a, quote, DJ of documentary. Um... He's so corny. He's such a <laughs> But so beautiful. He he spun audio and stories the way that DJs spin music. Um, stories from people who weren't always being heard. Um, stories from people he admired. And he thought about what tape to put up against what. And so in that spirit, which I think is so beautiful, we wanted to kick things off by sharing a short story that we love. And honestly, it's kind of better knowing nothing at all going into it. It comes from our pals at The Moth a live storytelling show, and it is told by Ashok Ramasubramanian. Sometimes when I'm walking down the street, uh, people stop me and ask me for change. And of course, it's not change they want. They want money. Uh, but, but here's the deal. Like, I always have change. I, I always give them money. Uh, it, it wasn't always this way, and there was a time when I was quite stingy with my money. And this is how it all changed, and it's due to my roommate. I was in the third year of my engineering school in India, 
And one day, a relation of mine who's been overseas came back with a Kit Kat, the candy bar, a, a, a full bar. Uh, he gave it to me, and he said, this is Kit Kat. They eat it in America. And, and it's amazing. So when you're in India and when you have a roommate, um, tradition dictates that you share this thing with your, with your roommate. Um, and I looked at it, and it was like nothing I've ever seen before. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> and, and I said, I'm going to eat just a small piece. I mean, I'll still share the bulk of the thing with the roommate. I mean, no harm done. I ate a small piece, and it was amazing. <laughs> and, and I said, I'll eat a little piece more. I mean, you know where this is going. Uh, pretty, pretty soon, I, I had only a very small piece of Kit Kat in my hand. And at this point, some kind of twisted logic seized me. I mean, what's the point of sharing now? I mean, I mean the roommate's going to come home, and I got to explain, dude, I had this full bar, I ate most of it, and there's only a small piece to share with. No, the safe thing to do is to eat that also and, and, and hide the wrapper, which is, which is what I did. Now, 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 in my 21 years in India, in my 21 years in India, uh, this Kit Kat has come into my life only two times. You already know the first time. Now, here is the second. About two hours later, my roommate comes home. <laughs> and he's clearly delighted about something. And, and joy is a concept that's very hard to pin down. But you know it when you see it. And I saw joy in the eyes of my roommate. He's, the dude's clearly excited about something. Now, in his hand is a small paper napkin, folded up. And he opens it up. And inside is a small one-inch piece of Kit Kat. Now, unlike me, who had wealthy relatives abroad, he, a friend of a friend had given him something, a small piece, and his eyes were filled with the joy of sharing. And, and he said, this is Kit Kat. They eat it in America. And, and it's amazing. And his eyes were sparkling with joy. I've never seen anything like that since or before. Well, my own eyes are more confused than anything else. Like, I mean, what am I supposed to say? Dude, I actually had a full bar. I, you know, I ate it all. So you should eat this. I mean, so he, so he proceeded to take a ruler. Um, this is engineering school, so there's rulers all over the place. And the rulers that we use have one edge that's sharp, the better to draw lines with. So he took the sharp edge of the ruler and he cut his tiny bit of Kit Kat into two. And he offered one piece to me. I ate it. I mean, 
what else are you supposed to do? I mean, it, it, it's, too comp it's too complicated to do anything else. But, you know, you know, two Kit Kats in a single day, within hours of each other, uh, the universe, God, if you will, is trying to send me a signal saying, dude, you are on the wrong path. You need to change. And so I did. Thank you. That was Ashok Ramasabramanian, and his story came to us via The Moth. The Moth is actually about to celebrate their 25th anniversary. Got us beat by five. Uh, happy birthday to The Moth. They have a new book out called How to Tell a Story, The Essential Guide to Memorable Storytelling from The Moth. That story makes me so happy. Uh, I just get warm when I hear it. Lachif, can I tell you a um, a fun factoid that may or may not be true that I learned recently about Kit Kats? Okay. Okay. So, do you know what's inside a, a Kit Kat? Like, what's on the inside? Waf wafer? Wafer. Wafer. Mm -hmm. But more specifically, any other any other Besides guess? the wafer and the chocolate? I don't know. I feel like those are the only two ingredients. Okay. Apparently, it is crushed up Kit Kat. No. Which begs the question, what was inside the first <laughs> Kit Kat? <laughs> so pondering unanswerable physical, philosophical puzzles like the Kit Kat Arubaris, uh, as I like mm -hmm. to call it, which may or may not be true if anyone from the Candy Corporation wants to let us know we're here, uh, that brings me joy. I like to think about stuff like huh. that. And over the past 20 years at Radiolab, um, the show has covered all kinds of things, science, the Supreme Court, history. Um, but I think it's fair to say we always try to keep our antenna tuned for moments of joy. Um, we try to work at least one into every episode. So, listeners, we are calling on you to help us find some joy for this episode tonight. Uh, these are some dark times. There's war. There's pestilence. There's climate change. There's so much more terror uh, but for just a short segment here, let's focus on the hard-won joy. Uh, we're opening the phone lines. If you if you laughed so hard you cried in the last week, we want to hear about it. Call us at 844-745-8255. That's 844-745-TALK. Or send a tweet tagging at Radiolab or using the hashtag RadiolabLive. It could be a tiny moment of joy, an interaction you observed between strangers on a train, a little seedling finally pushing up through the dirt. Um, whatever it is, if you registered that good, warm feeling in your body, call us and tell us about it. We want to know what it looked like, what it felt like, sounded like, whatever it is, we want to know. And as the calls start rolling in, just to get you in the spirit, we wanted to play for you one of our favorite moments of pure bliss ever captured on tape is from Radiolab back in 2012. Here it goes. Okay, hello, hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you? <laughs> we are super, super excited to talk with you. Oh, well, same with me. I'm sorry about the delay and so on. Oh, that's fine. No, it's quite a, some busy days. Life is crazy. Life is crazy. Yeah, I know. But uh, you were so enthusiastic, so I like, just, I, I, I need to talk to these guys. They really mean it. <laughs> this is Alex. Alexander Gamme. Gamme. Are you Norwegian all the way back? Yeah, typical Norwegian. 
you know, if typical, includes things like biking in Sahara and uh, climbing Everest and, and things like that. He's kind of a uh, professional adventurer. Mm. And we got him into the studio because he made a video last year on one of his trips. i got to tell you, this video, it, it, it's maybe the most amazing internet video I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> So let me just set the scene for you. Okay. What you see in the video is this guy, Alex, kind of moving along. This He's on skis. This snowy snowscape. Mm. He's filming himself. He's got the camera in his right hand. Where is he exactly? Antarctica. Oh. He's on a three-month trek to the South Pole and back by himself. And what he'd been doing is every couple of days on his trip, you know, every 200 kilometers or so, he would bury stuff in the snow. Some some fuel and uh, and sometimes a little bit of gear that I didn't use. Was that just to lighten your load? Yeah. You know, because every ounce of unneeded weight has to go. Sure. So in this video, it's day 86. Almost three months since I left. That's three months of walking 10 hours a day. And I lost almost 25 kilos. 55 pounds. He's exhausted. He's come upon his last cache. So on the last cache where this uh, video is captured, what you see is Alex kneel in the snow, start to dig. I'm telling that I'm quite hungry. Whatever's in this last cache in the snow, it's been three months since he buried it. So I didn't really recall what was there. He hopes it's something good. So he digs up this bag of stuff, starts rifling through it. Some Vaseline, some zinc ointment. It's just a mess. Nothing. It's it's pretty much all trash. But then. Up. <laughs> a double pack of cheese doodles. <laughs> <laughs> then he throws it up in the air. <laughs> and then this is this is my favorite part. He just freezes. And he's staring off into the distance, almost like, did that happen? Is it real? So he starts to dig some more, and then... (laughs) What's it this time? Huge chocolate bar. It's milk chocolate. And then it's just like... He finds some Mentos. I find more and more and more. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been that happy in your life? That was from the Radio Lab episode Bliss, and I want to welcome two of the blissed out voices you heard uh, in that clip to the show right now. Uh, special guests, are you there? We're here. Yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hello. Hi. Th- those voices, of course, belong to Jad Boom Boom Abumrad and Robert Crully Krullwich, former hosts of Radio Lab. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Wow. Uh, I Past just feel like saying eat up. 
Hello. Yeah. Hello, Thank you for coming. <laughs> um, okay, here now that we're calling the shots. <laughs> uh, here's the here's here's the uh, gateway question that lets you into this evening. Um, okay, first, Jad, w- have you had a moment of joy or bliss that that you have felt? Oh, that's a great question, Lulu. It, uh, uh, in fact, that question gives me joy. Um, <laughs> and that it is asked by you gives me double joy. Um, I, you I'm going to make it harder. A- I'm going to make it harder in the last week. Oh, well, I'll give you one from Ooh. today. I'll give okay, you okay, one okay, today. okay. Okay, great. Um, the, uh, it, it's, not a, it's not quite as ecstatic as the cheese doodles, but <laughs> I... Um, so my oldest son, who is now 12 and who plays piano, and who's pretty good, um, he this afternoon went to an open mic night for teens. He's not yet a teen, but he's almost a teen. And he, <laughs> and he, and he played an original song that he wrote. Uh, and, and he got up on this very professional looking stage at this wow. very legit looking jazz venue. And he played his song wow. accompanied by a bass player and a, and a drummer who he, who he never met. And he took a what? solo and it was great. And wow. Carla and I were in the audience and we were like, damn that's our that's our that's our child and uh who used to be like a chubby little blob right and then and now he's this tall lanky 12 year old with peach fuzz and he's playing jazz with two other people it was just a beautiful joyful moment Uh, you can't like you can't give us an impression of what this a little flavor of what the sound the song sounded like no if i if i had the piano (laughs) it wasn't like that kind of jazz (laughs) okay it was like uh Keith Jarrett standards. Oh, I don't too. know what that means. I didn't know. Okay, all right. You know what? It's it was it's pretty. It's pretty. It's like a okay. it's pretty jazz. Yeah, it was nice. He he did he did great. I was really proud of him. Okay, That's Robert, your great. turn. My turn. So let's see. I guess it has to be today. 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 I last um, five minutes, Crowley. Last five minutes. <laughs> no. Okay. Last week. You could do last week. Well, no. In the last few hours, I have been completing my um my wild my wild grass garden so i i have created a plot of land roughly 40 square feet on the corner of a property that i own which is right by a road and it was very hot today but i was determined because the instruction said if you want to put the seeds of these wild flowers into your cleared area you must reduce the ground to a completely rootless pea hunk of sweet earth and the um, no one has touched this ground, I guess, in at least 50 years. So there's an awful lot of roots there. So I'm, I had this thing where I was on my knees and I was pulling out roots and pulling out roots and pulling out roots and, and, and I was sweaty. And then some lady came walking with her dog up the road and stood for a long time. I was unaware of her at first. And then she said to the dog, look at this man. He loves his garden. <laughs> I heard that. And the flow, just the compliment entered me. And I blossomed. And I made a full turn so that I was thinking of maybe bowing or something. But she had walked on, unfortunately. <laughs> I was. <laughs> it was just a little moment where I thought, thank the Lord that I had found this pleasure. But it's like... It, and then at the end of the hour, I was able to then sprinkle this sack of seeds which I bought about two months ago. And then it said, now stamp on the seeds with your feet. So that's what I did. It says, don't water it. Don't cover it with earth. Just stamp on it and then go away, which is what I did. Sacred I moments I- in rootless earth and boy jazz. Um, now we are asking yeah. for your moments of joy. The phone number is 844 844- 
888-855-8255. Robert and Jad are going to stick around. Call us in. It's Radio Lab's 20th birthday. We'll be back in a moment. Radio Lab is supported by Betterment. Let's talk about you and your money. You like your free time. You like to relax every now and then. You like to feel totally chill. But your money, your money likes to work. And Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. While you're catching up on sleep, your money is up early, earning 11 times the national average in a high-yield cash account. Your money is a multitasker, diversified in expert-built portfolios of low-cost ETFs. And your money is optimized with automated tax-efficient strategies, just like the pros use. Your money is a total workhorse, so you don't have to be. Because you've got Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed, cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Radiolab is supported by TurboTax. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, filing with 100% accuracy and getting your max refund guaranteed. So whether you started a podcast, side-hustled your way to concert tickets, or sold Hollywood memorabilia, switch to TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Radiolab is supported by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Life sustains itself by cell division. So does cancer. Breast cancer cells multiply faster because of CDK4-6 proteins. But what if we could block those proteins and stop runaway cell division? To that end, Dana-Farber laid the foundation for CDK4-6 inhibitors, drugs that are increasing the survival rate for many advanced breast cancers. Dana-Farber keeps finding new ways to outmaneuver cancer. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Hi, I'm Adam Grant, host of the podcast Rethinking a show where I talk to some of today's greatest thinkers about the unconventional ways they see the world. On Rethinking, you'll get surprising insights from scientists, leaders, artists, and more. People like Reese Witherspoon, Malcolm Gladwell, and Yo-Yo Ma. Hear lessons to help you find success at work, build better relationships, and more. Find Rethinking wherever you get your podcasts. Latif. Lulu. Radio Lab. We are here celebrating 20 years of Radiolab, and we are doing it by taking calls about moments of joy that we're going to share with Jad and Robert, who are here with us. So right now we have Eva in Ohio. Eva, are you there? there. Okay, what is your moment of joy? I am. Yeah, so, you know, with the pandemic being what it was, I had the great gift of having some friends stay with me over the weekend who I had not seen in years. Um, and, you know, as happens when you are with people for the first time in a long time, you're starting to relearn the social protocols of spending time with each other. And we were having a good time, but it was a little stilted until one of my guests went into the bathroom 
And unbeknownst to him, my cat was also in the bathroom with him. (laughs) And we unfortunately discovered that the cat was in the bathroom when said cat very determinedly tried to get out of the bathroom. Um, And uh, the bathroom door is one of those sliding barn style doors that you see all over, um, you know, flipper flopper, all those other HGTV shows. And so we look over at the bathroom and we just see my cat's arms sticking out of the door being like, let me out, let me out, let me out. Um, And my little 10 pound cat was so determined to get out of that bathroom that he pried the door open all on his own, uh, leaving my poor friend exposed on the toilet. And there was something so quintessentially human about that moment. And the fact that no matter how long it had been since we had seen each other, Bathroom humor is always a way to get everyone crying with laughter. Love it. So Eva's moment of joy is a close friend's slight humiliation with cat. And, you know, at the hands of a tiny little cat. (laughs) That's wonderful. Um, Well, thank you so much for calling in. We're going to just keep moving and make a pastiche of these moments in the last week. Um, So next up. Next up, we got Max in Borum Hill, Brooklyn. Max, uh, you are on the air. Oh, my goodness. What if it's such a, first of all, it's a joy to be on the air uh-huh. with these four incredible people uh, who I've been listening to for almost all 20 years. I've been <laughs> listening since, since Crawl Witch joined, basically. Oh, uh, my God, um, really. And I'm a Borum Hill person. And, I live on um, Dean Street. I, I'm from that very neighborhood. I mean, for a little while, anyway. Oh, my goodness. I'm on, on Douglas and Smith. tell us your moment of joy Um, my it was uh yesterday i was heading into manhattan um for a a friend's birthday party in central park and i was on the f train and uh a a dad came on with his i'd say probably four-year-old son um sat down across from me the son's looking around the train and gets a little bored and then the dad pulls out a, a toy still in its box hmm. and hands it to the kid who looks at it and he catches eyes with me and I give him, I'm wearing my mask and, and give him just a, a big eyebrow raise. <laughs> oh my goodness. He got a toy face and he, he lights up, but I'm reading, I'm reading a book and he's looking around the train and then he just keeps coming back to me and comes back to me. And then his eyes start to just drift away. Hmm. And this little boy just starts to fall asleep, holding his toy, (laughs) staring at me, trying to figure out what's going on, and then falls asleep. And his father father brings him in and then tries to um, wake him up as they're about to get off. And this kid just can't keep his eyes open. And it was just this moment of, of... Seeing joy in a kid's face when he's at the end of his day was just mm. a real moment of joy for me to witness. Mm. I see. Mm. So, the, so there was a, there was a the gaze at you was the last bit of life he had in him before he had to hit the wall. <laughs> yeah. Likewise, he, I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that... did you drug this kid? What happened? <laughs> I was thinking like, I, you've never fallen kind of... asleep on the on, on on public transit. I feel like oh, that, no, I get my every, best sleep on every public time, transit every time. 
especially yeah, not, under, not under the under the focused gaze of a happy man on the other side of the train. I mean, something strange <laughs> happened there. I feel okay. Well, thank you, Max. Uh, appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks so Thank much. Um, that'll do it. We had more calls, but we just reveled in the joy too much to take any more. So we're going to call it on our section of joy. Um, thank you. That's it? All the joy? Well, there's going to be more joy, just less joy from the college, but more joy coming. Um, okay. Thanks okay. for everyone who called in. That was uh, that yodeling was previously recorded by Lulu and myself. Uh, we are celebrating Radio Lab's 20th anniversary today. 20 years ago, when Jad started the show, it broadcast live. He played audio from people he admired. We're doing that tonight too. Time now for another short story that we love. This one is called "Are You a Member of Wash Club?" and it was originally broadcast on the BBC Radio 4 show Shortcuts. One night, I'm sitting in a student halls of residence. It's in a kitchen, sort of after midnight, and I'm chatting to this guy called Beaver. Beaver's telling me a story. He'd seen a bunch of teenagers hanging out in the 24-hour laundrette, and uh, one of the kids was inside one of the tumble dryers and was kind of going around. When Beaver first saw this, he thought that they were torturing the guy in the tumble dryer, but. When Beaver realised that the guy was actually inside a tumble dryer by, by choice, he demanded to be the next person to get a go in the machine. The uh, tumble dryers, they've got like a temperature gauge on them, and the rest of the guys had put this down to zero. However, Beaver told me that when it came to his go, and this is his words, right, he insisted on being tumbled at the same temperature as his clothes. I'm listening to this story, right, and I'm just thinking, I've hit pay dirt. A clandestine tumbling club here on campus. That's kind of vintage lifestyle magazine material. If you take into account that the second part of Beaver's story is, like, definitely a lie, isn't it? There's no way that he'd do himself at the same temperature that he does his clothes. He'd be, like, severely burnt. But the first part of the story is probably true, isn't it? Like, that's probably, it's probably true, isn't it? The next day, I start work. I go to the late night laundrette and I kind of hang around to see if anything happens. Nothing happens, which I'm really surprised by. Uh, but I realise I'm only one man. Like, I can't be in all laundrettes in Norwich simultaneously. So I start putting up posters. And um, this, is, you know, this is a copy I've written. Are you a member of Wash Club? I mean, I've just put my mobile number at the bottom. Immediately, I start getting text messages about it. What is Wash Club? Which is a good question, right? It's a good question. My poster doesn't make that clear at all. So I'd respond with something like, Wash Club is a secret society where you get into tumble dryers and go round. Are you a member? And then there'd be another message, you know, like, What is Wash Club? And then I'd respond, Wash Club is a clandestine group who tests their endurance by getting into tumble dryers. Are you a member? Can I join Wash Club? When is next meeting? I want into Wash Club. When next Wash Club meeting? Pretty much every message I received from that moment onwards was just 
an application to join. Overnight, I became the ringleader of the very cult I was supposed to be investigating. I don't know what you'd do in a situation like this, maybe like text back these people and um, explain the mistake. And like in retrospect, you're like, yes, that's a really good idea. But, but at the time, I just sent this text message to everyone who texted me uh, saying, meeting for new recruits next Monday at midnight, uni laundrette, no loose clothing. Because, all right, and, and, and I want to justify that. Even if they hadn't gone to a club yet, they were like potential people who might join. And that's still interesting, right? So I wanted to talk to those people. Maybe Wash Club already existed. Like it didn't exist. But maybe it did, right? Maybe it did. And then the original chapter would hear about this kind of new chapter and we would kind of join forces. Um, except that's never going to happen because like this is a fantasy uh, i had another text through my name is sue hartnell i'm writing an article on wash club i wondered if you could explain a bit more about the club and what happens at a wash club event i sent like a quick response it just said uh hi sue there's no such thing as wash club it's just a joke hope you haven't wasted too much time looking into it cheers ross two days later like this is the article students spin and tumble in late night dryer rides Despite the supposed tradition behind the Wash Club, there have been no past reports about the activity. Members remain ever elusive. I decide at this point it's best that I don't respond to any more text messages, um, just in case any more journalists try to like weed their way into my club. My plan is, right, that I'm also going to go down on that Monday at midnight and pretend to be another new recruit myself. So Monday rolls around. I'm killing time till midnight, so I go down to the uh, the computer centre of the university and start to do a little bit of, kind of preliminary research. There have been reports of, uh, you know, people getting inside tumble dryers in other parts of the country. And that shouldn't be a surprise, really. I mean, there's bored teenagers everywhere, right? But there's one story which is in the seaside town of Tenby in Wales. Over a 48-hour period, every single industrial tumble dryer in Tenby was broken. Classic wash club activity. The thing that concerned me most about this article was a bit at the end where they did an interview with a tumble dryer repairman. He says, uh, you know, it's just lucky that the tumble dryers these kids got into weren't gas-operated tumble dryers because if they had done that, then the fumes from the tumble dryer would have made them very sick and possibly could have killed them. And that did give me cause for concern based on what was going to happen this evening. But the reason why I knew it was all right was because Beaver told me, yeah, that he definitely went inside the machines on campus. And that's how I knew that they weren't gas-operated dryers. Even though Beaver said that he went in at the temperature that he did his clothes, and that clearly was a lie. He definitely went inside the machines, right? That part's true. And that's why I knew for certain that I hadn't just formed a, a death cult. Anyway, it gets to midnight. There's two guys already waiting outside, drinking some beer. They, they ask me if I'm here for Wash Club. I say yes. I tell them I saw the poster. We stand and have a chat. We're waiting for 
Mr. Wash Club himself to kind of turn up and kind of validate what we're all doing here. Obviously, he's not turning up. He's me. Uh, but they don't know that. I use that time whilst we're waiting to talk to the rest of the guys about the kind of like the small risk of these being gas operated dryers and the fact that we could kill ourselves by getting inside it. And sort of slowly over the next couple of minutes, we come around to the idea of maybe sacking it off. One of the guys invites us, all of us together, back to his halls of residence. About an hour later, one of his flatmates comes back and he asks us where we've been this evening. Uh, and I tell him. This story has got a cyclical nature to it, because like, here we are like back at the start again, sitting in a kitchen on a halls of residence, talking about getting into tumble dryers, except this guy who's just walked in, he's me, and I'm Beaver. He asked us a question, which I didn't really answer at the time. Why would any adult get inside a tumble dryer? Um, which is, just goes to show what a terrible journalist I was. That I would never have even asked myself why anyone would kind of do it. But I can answer that question now. At that point in time, I would have done anything for my life to have been like a story. Creating Wash Club was my opportunity to do that for a minute. You know, I got to be the axis around which everything else turned. You know, whether or not you have any sympathy for that, I think really depends on which perspective you take, right? I mean, because if you take the perspective of the person outside the laundrette looking in, then... All you see is a, a twat going around in a tumble dryer. But if you take the perspective of the person inside the tumble dryer, then um, just for a moment, you get to see the whole world turning around you. That story came to us from Ross Sutherland's show called Imaginary Advice. It was originally produced by Eleanor McDowell for Shortcuts, a falling tree production for BBC Radio. All right, well, since we are here doing live radio at night, we thought we had to pay homage to Queen of Late Night Radio, Delilah, with an... Obscure electroacoustic dedication. In the first and only occurrence of this never-to-occur-again segment... A listener tells us who they want to dedicate a song to and why. And then Jad, who listens to esoteric music that mostly um, only robots like, uh, picks out the song to play for that person. Jad, are you ready for your assignment? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So Kelly Clancy just tweeted at us that she wants to dedicate a song to her husband, Jim. Um, her, quote, favorite person to listen to music and Radiolab with. Um, so what are you going to send out? What are you going to send out to Jim as a musical expression of Kelly's love? What you got? Well, well, I think I have the perfect soundtrack uh, for <laughs> that, that touching dedication. Uh, this is a song that uh, goes simply by the name Construction. Okay, because, right. Lulu, we are all just that. Constructions, works in progress. Works, Try yeah, and be better. real. Clunky and, and awkward. And yet somehow cold, detached in the face of an uncaring world. And so with that, <laughs> I, I dedicate this, uh, this song simply called Construction Number One by John Wall to Jim.
<laughs> what more do you have to say, right? Okay. It just captures all of it. <laughs> it really does. The relationship, it just all of it. Not it's quite there. what I would have chosen, Jeff. Uh, but uh, thank you anyway, I guess. And thank you on behalf of Jim, who I, I'm sure is just <laughs> bowled over with gratitude. Um, and also thank you, Jad, for starting 20 years ago, this dinky little show called Radio Lab. Oh, is that music still playing? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Bring it in hot. <laughs> okay. Well, so since it is the show's birthday, and since we do have Jad and Robert here on the line, um, I want to know from everyone listening, has Radio Lab ever changed your life? Has it ever made you do something you otherwise wouldn't have? Has it ever made you not do something you otherwise would have? Has it at any point over the last 20 years, has it changed the way you exist out in the world? Uh, if so, call us at 844-745-8255. That's 844-745-TALK. Or tweet at us at Radiolab or just tweet using the hashtag Radiolablive. This is Radiolab. We'll be back in a moment. Radiolab is supported by BetterHelp. Whether it's already 2 a.m. on a fun night out, graduation time, a new year, we can find ourselves wishing we had more time, wondering where it all went. But there's a question. If we were magically given that time back, what would we do with it? Perhaps you'd spend more time with a friend that you've lost touch with or petting your dog or just noticing the sweetness of doing nothing. The best way to let those special things into your life is to know what's important to you so that you can make it a priority going forward. A therapist can guide you through the process of defining your values and understanding your priorities so you know what things you can spend your time on that will really fulfill you. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Start the process in minutes and switch therapists anytime. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Radiolab today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Radiolab. Radiolab is supported by TurboTax. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, filing with 100% accuracy and getting your max refund guaranteed. So whether you started a podcast, side-hustled your way to concert tickets, or sold Hollywood memorabilia, switch to TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. I'm Lulu Miller. I'm Latif Nasser. Tonight, Radiolab's 20th birthday party live. We want to take a few minutes to hear from people about whether and how the show has changed your lives, uh, and especially so in the presence of Jad and Robert. Um, our first we uh, our first call is coming from inside the house. It <laughs> uh, is Radiolab's W. Harry Fortuna, our production coordinator, here in the studio with us. Harry, hello. Hello. Um, you have a story about Radiolab from before you actually worked here. I do. Uh, Radiolab is my you know, career change. I used to work in TV and film. Uh, and in that job, I was in my car a lot. I was a location scout. And I heard an episode, uh, You versus You. And back then, I'm not proud of it, but uh, I was a smoker, a pretty heavy smoker. Uh, and I had tried to quit a bunch of times. Uh, and in that episode, they talk about something called the Ulysses contract, whereas you make a deal with yourself that you're not willing to lose. 
Uh, and because of that episode, I made a bet with my brother where I bet him my my just cherry of a car. I had a 1987 Buick Grand National, <laughs> a.k.a. the Death Star, which is what it was called because it only came in one color, black. Uh, and I named it Pearl. And I bet my brother that car that I would quit smoking. And he made an alternate bet with me that he would quit vaping because he started vaping at 42 like an idiot. Um, <laughs> But he lost the bet in a week, but on the night of my 35th birthday, when I made that bet, I threw the pack out in the trash, and I never smoked again. And it was all because of what I heard on that episode. Wow. Jad and Robert, are you there? I'm a Harry Fortuna. That's pretty That's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. My lungs, thank you. Okay. All right. And, and, and your brother, what, was, what's the sec- what's, what happened to him? Did he stop vaping? Oh, no, no. I vaping? found out a week. I found out later that he lasted about a week. Um, And we had some sort of, I guess it's called like a dead man switch, so you couldn't back out of the bet even if the other person lost. But uh, I actually, what was so surprising to me, because I had tried to quit so many times prior to that and done some very depraved things instead of quitting to get more cigarettes, um, after that night, I actually never wanted to smoke again. It just, it turned a switch in my head that made um, losing the car was, or keeping the car was more important to me than continuing smoking. Mm. Mm. And was your brother a regular listener to the show, or had he never heard us? Never heard it. Never heard it. In fact, probably still. Oh, you see, I can maybe draw a line (laughs) from that story. Maybe I I should have played people in America, the largely happy and jolly people (laughs) in America, who really listen to the show, and the ones who are sitting sadly on sidewalks without cars. Vaping constantly, they're the ones who fail to listen. Yeah, maybe the maybe the dulcet tones of your voice were actually the key to the quitting. I don't know. I think we need a I think we need a slightly bigger sample size here. Uh, so actually, let us go. We're gonna go to the uh, to the phone lines. We have Haven and Gwen on the phone. Uh, are you there, Haven and Gwen? Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey, you're live on the radio. Excellent to be here. Oh, thanks. Okay, tell us tell us your story about Radiolab. What happened? Yeah. Um, Gwen, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, you can go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good. Um, so <laughs> I uh, got my first episode of Radiolab. A friend in college burned onto a CD, the musical language episode. I just had to Google the name to make sure I had the right one. <laughs> Um, so, (laughs) so I listened on and off, uh, for a few years and I listened to the, um, uh, an episode about, uh, bone marrow donor and recipient, uh, meeting. And because of that episode, I, uh, donated bone marrow and, uh, a few years ago I got matched with Gwen and I donated my bone marrow and, um, that, that was how we got connected. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gwen, tell us the story from your side. It was crazy. So, in 2018, I was diagnosed with a rare blood disorder, and my only treatment option really was a bone marrow transplant. And so my doctors told me they were looking on the registry for a donor, and Haven was a perfect match for me. Wow. And did you guys... When, when, did, did you meet? Did you actually... Yeah, did, did you, yeah. yeah. how did you guys like, yeah, connect? And tell us about that. Yeah, so, they, so after... Go ahead, go ahead. So a year after, uh, after the transplant, you have the opportunity to meet your donor. 
and the donor has the opportunity to meet the recipient. Mm. So we both filled out that paperwork saying we wanted to meet each other, but it was during the pandemic. So we actually contacted each other through email first. Mm -hmm. And it was was such an amazing day when we got the email from Haven. (laughs) Um, My family and I were so excited. And we emailed back and forth for a little bit and we talked over Zoom. And then just recently last month, we met at the Be The Match Gala in New York. Oh, cool. Well, there's now a gala so that people get, can get together in a hotel room and look at the people who are giving them <laughs> the wow. bone marrow. Wow. Well, yeah, that's matured. The, be the match is the organization, right? That does the that organizes the the donations and the donors and matches everybody. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. What must that be like? Does does everybody pair off with their double, and sort of sit and and, and hold hands, or do they all mingle together? Or How or were that? you two just special we guests were... kind of thing? We were the only two. We were the only match, oh, and actually, it's, I don't. I don't even know if I've told you this story, Gwen. But my family flew out with me, my husband and my parents, and um, we were having lunch the day of the event. So it's going to be that evening, and my husband turns to me and he goes, "Well, so who are the other matches who are meeting up at the event?" And I just looked at him and I was like, "It's it's us. We're we're the only one." <laughs> And he goes, oh, I was wondering why you were so nervous. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, this is a big deal. Oh, my God. Well, it's, yeah, it I'm not sure deal. if I realized it until I was there that we were the only two meeting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you're the, you're the, you're the only two uh, uh, match made in Marrow on our, on our program, too. So you should feel pretty special. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for calling and telling us your story. Uh, uh, for those of you who have maybe have not heard the episode or don't know about it, uh, it's called uh, Match Made in Marrow. Uh, and, and actually, we got some stats on it. After we released that episode, approximately 3,600 people registered to become bone marrow donors. And 22 of those went on to match and donate. Uh, yeah, meaning that potentially lives were actually saved, um, wow. which is uh, very, very exciting. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and you too, listener, can register to donate. Go to bethematch.org to find out how. Uh, uh, Lulu, you want to take our next caller? Yeah, Gwen and Haven, thank you so much for thank calling you. in. That's, I don't think it gets any better. That's um, super cool. So we, we have another set of callers. I wanted to tell you one quick tweet we got, Robert, um, that came from MJ, um, who said, I have generalized anxiety disorder and PTSD, and I listen to the episode uh, Tree to Shining Tree anytime I need to ground myself. Um, and I know that's all, that's all of you in there, but that, that piece about the interconnectedness in trees and communication, I think, is such a special one. I, I also listened to that one for calming and had nothing to do with making it. So double thanks on that. Yeah. Robert, you know who MJ is, right? Michael Jackson. It's Mike, Michael well, Jackson. No, Michael Jordan. Let's it's Michael Jordan. Right. Michael Jordan. It wasn't Michael Jordan at all. Yes, it was. Uh, but it was. Megan okay, okay, Bradley. okay. I'm moving. I'm okay. moving. I'm moving on to our callers. We have another set. We have Andy Barnes. And Mariana Vetoveto on the phone. Andy and Mariana, are you there? We are. Yes. <laughs> All right. Welcome All to right. the party. 
Can you uh, can you tell us how Radiolab changed your lives and and thank these these old guys who are not very old uh, for for the thing they've yeah, put into the world? <laughs> uh, yeah, how did Radiolab change your lives? Well, first of all, thank you for having us. This is an honor um, to celebrate your your anniversary with you. Um, so, how did Radiolab change our lives? So, it was the summer of 2017, and I met up with a friend at a bar in Washington D.C. Uh, when I got there, my friend was talking to one of his graduate school classmates, um, who was this cute woman that introduced herself as Mari. The next thing uh, I knew, you know, an hour or more had gone by, and my friend had left by this point. Um, and maybe Mari, if you want to take it from there. Sure. So the conversation was flowing well. And I brought up a recent trip to the Amazon for work. Hmm. And Andy asked me if I had seen a jaguar. Um, so I put out a picture on my phone Whoa. of a uh, jaguar, jaguar paw print. And I explained that uh, I didn't see one directly, <laughs> but I saw a fresh and warm paw print. So I knew that one jaguar, like, a jaguar was uh, very close, <laughs> and and this is when Andy brought in Radio Lab. Yeah, well, how, yeah. So <laughs> I had just recently listened to the Radio Lab episode Wild Talk, which is one of my favorites. Um, and there isn't a jaguar in it, but there is a leopard. So it was kind of a stretch, but of course I asked for Mari's phone number so I could share the podcast with her. And then the rest, oh, as they say, is <laughs> three three years later we got married, and so uh, we've been together five years. Oh wow! Congratulations! Wow. So, mm-hmm. Thank you. So I I owe a to to, to um, Robert and Jad for that episode that episode and helping me get my uh, future wife's phone number. So thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's really, yeah, I would I would hope that people would be using episodes of Radiolab to get phone numbers in all 50 states. Yeah. Well, globally, it sounds like. And globally, yes. Why yeah. not? Yes. Why not in Canada as well? Especially if not in the rainforest, really. What, yes. what were you, I, at the risk of asking a question that opens a whole a whole thing, but like, what were you doing, Chase, in the in the forest? Oh, actually, it was. Uh... It's related to my career. Uh, I work on forest conservation. Mm. Oh, gotcha. Uh, okay. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm originally from Brazil, but by then I was working in Peru. So it was just a um, work trip. <laughs> cool. All right. That sounds like fun work. Yeah. yeah. I think Lulu and I, remember Lulu when we went up to that to that guy who was the um, creating all those national parks for those animals? Yeah. And he had a sculpture in his driveway that we thought... We thought we had run into a jaguar because it was sort of hiding behind a bush in Westchester, that, I believe. Yeah, that was an amazing interview. That I think I'm forgetting his name, but it was about yes, his his stutter and how a jaguar yeah. kind of helped yeah. him move through that. Oh my and, God, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, thank you, thank you so much, Andy and Mariana. Uh, we we have we have time enough just to squeeze in one more call here. Um, it is uh, Nick in Wayne, New Jersey. Uh, are you there? You're you're on the air. Hi. Yes, I am. Thank you for taking my call. 
Wonderful. Oh, tell us how did we how did we change uh, your life and and was it should we be apologizing or? Uh... <laughs> and you have to do it in a no, minute or no, less. I'm I, sorry. Uh... Oh shoot! No, I'll be super quick. Uh, I used to be a really pessimistic person, and uh, I kind of fell into like a deep depression for a while uh, a number of years ago. Um, and on the radio one day, I was just kind of going through, and I just found Radio Lab completely by accident. Uh, and it was the episode on colors um, and learning that the fact that the world didn't have words for the color blue and just the idea and concept of it didn't even occur to them. Like I believe the mention was about how Native Americans didn't have a word for the color of the sky. That just concept of that kind of question di- didn't even occur to me ever before. And it gave me a deep hunger to learn more about the nature of the world. And it just led to such an appreciation for everything around me and uh, has kind of inspired this lifelong search for more knowledge, more uh, just understanding of the world and just uh, constantly being amazed at what we don't know. Thank Nick, you. that thank means you so, so much. much. Um, uh, thank you wow. for calling in and, Thanks to everyone who called in um, this whole night as we tried this out. We pledged to keep trying to change your life. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and biggest thanks of all to Jad and Robert uh, for making this show, uh, this, this, this little world that we live in. Uh, we love you both. Yeah, so love much. You guys back. Love you too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so as our, as our real thank you to you, Robert and Jad, and to all of the listeners who've listened over the 20 years and maybe are even still listening tonight, unclear, um, we have our, we have our big, uh, we've got our big ender for our, for our birthday party because no birthday party is complete without amazing refreshments. And so we have cooked up the biggest and best one we can think of. Um, but we need our we need some help. We need our callers. Um, callers, are you there? Wame Mothelo, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Great. And where are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, from Botswana in Maung. Okay. And what time is it there? And what does it look like around you right now? Uh, right now it's three fifty-five a.m. Thank and you for staying up. I know. Thank you for um, getting up. And what is it? What does it look like out there? What can you see? Uh, well, it's dark and very, very cold because <laughs> it's winter. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna make this really quick. Then we promise. Um, Eric Eric Villard, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Where Where are you? And what time is it? And what does it look like all around you? It's just about. 4 p.m. my time, and I'm on uh, Hawaii, which is near Honolulu, Hawaii. Okay. Um, and it's it's beautiful here. I mean, it's it is uh, you know big uh, palm trees and uh, Hawaiian grass and cool breezes and uh, and these amazing trees. I got to find out what the name are. They have these amazing colors on the bark. Great. So it's a beautiful place. Okay. So. So, Wame in Botswana, it's cold and dark. Eric in Hawaii, it's warm and light. You are standing on opposite sides of the globe right now. Uh, what are these called mm-hmm. again, Latif? Uh, Antipodes. Okay, so picture Wame up top, on top of the earth and Eric on the bottom. Uh, have you each, as instructed, 
brought a piece of bread. Yes, I have a piece of Hawaiian bread. Wame, what kind of bread do you have? I have a piece of brown bread. Brown bread. It's Perfect. Um, okay, so now, on uh, the count of three, we would like to ask you to put the bread on the ground. Okay? Three, right. two, one, go. Done. Just did. On, on the, the ground. ground. Listeners, okay. we have made an earth sandwich. Everyone listening, we are right now inside the very same sandwich. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> it feels so warm. Um, shout out to artist Zay Frank. Back in 2006, Zay made the world's first earth sandwich. A baguette was placed on the ground in Spain, and a baguette was placed on the ground in New Zealand. And we've been wanting to make one ever since, and we just did. Um, that is it for this hour of Radio Lab Live After Dark. Thanks to our dream team over here, Mary Croak, Leora Noam Kravitz, Zach Goderer Cohen, Jason Isaac, Regina Dehir, Jessica Balderrama, Peter Iorlano, Ayur- um, Matt Morando, Megan Ryan, Aaron Cohen, Carolyn McCusker, Sindhu Nyanasambandan, uh, Annie McEwen, Dylan Keefe, Jeremy Bloom, Soren Wheeler, and Susie Lechtenberg. Special thanks to Alan and Alita Gofinski, Alex Wellerstein, and Catherine B. Razugo. Good night, everyone. Sweet dreams. And happy birthday, Radio Lab. Okay. Uh, that was our experiment with live radio in celebration of Radio Lab's birthday. I hope you had fun listening to it. Uh, we had a lot of fun making it. Um, just to remind you, this was only half of the full sort of live show we did. We did two hours last week. And members of the lab and the Radio Lab Plus on Apple Podcasts will get exclusive access to the first hour. I played you the second here. The first hour of that radio show, they'll get that next Monday, May 30th at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So if you subscribe to the lab at radiolab.org slash join and to Radio Lab Plus on Apple Podcasts, you, you will be getting that in your feed. You can go back and listen to it and re-listen to it if you want. I, I'll tell you there are some very fun things in that first hour you get to hear from our editor alex neeson's cat poppy you get to hear silly questions from call-in listeners so a lot of fun there and you even at the very end get to hear my father-in-law's dog sing with me happy birthday so so if you want all that just join up to the lab um and whether you do or not this is radio lab i'm soren wheeler thanks for listening and we'll be back next week Radiolab was created by Jad Abumrad and is edited by Soren Wheeler. Lulu Miller and Latif Nasser are our co-hosts. Susie Lechtenberg is our executive producer. Dylan Keefe is our director of sound design. Our staff includes Simon Adler, Jeremy Bloom, Becca Bressler, Rachel Cusick, W. Harry Fortuna, David Gable, Maria Paz Gutierrez, Sindhu Nyanasambindam, Matt Kielty, Annie McEwen, Alex Neeson, Sara Kari, Anna Rosquet Paz, Ariane Wack, Pat Walters, and Molly Webster, with help from Carolyn McCusker and Sarah Sonbach. Our fact checkers are Diane Kelly, Emily Krieger, and Adam Shibill. Hi, I'm Ram from India. Leadership support for Radio Lab science programming is provided by the Gordon and Betty Moore Foundation, Science Sandbox, a Simon Foundation initiative, and the John Templeton Foundation. Foundational support for Radio Lab was provided by the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation.